Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Welcome to Wheelmen of Genius. Hello everybody and welcome back to Wheelmen of Genius, episode 35. We've got a live audience in here, Miss Winnie. She's back. You can hear her sniffing in the background. The beautiful baby of Mr. Matt Hendricks. Yep, she's my pride and joy. Yep. You can hear her sniffing around yeah, back there. she needs some Claritin. <laughs> she is looking <laughs> and observing all of the trophies you have in here, and I don't think she's very impressed. She's in awe right now. It's, it's all, these, all these away. dirty trophies you yeah, have in here. Yeah, all the dust on them is <laughs> uh, making her sneeze. That's actually probably what it is. But, uh, yeah, Women of Genius episode 35. We, yeah, we, got, we got here a little early, went for a walk. She took a nice big poop. Oh, yeah. So she's good. ready to go. Ready to roll, ready to roll. She is just observing everything. There's not just much in this sniffing room. sniffing <laughs> everything. Uh, Every inch of carpet. But, yeah, just got off Road America this week. Uh, Wisconsin's home state. Wisconsin's home state. Wisconsin's track. Matt's home state. Yeah, uh, I wasn't even there. I was thinking of I was going to say, I saw your mom there. Yeah, I said hello. She said she made a point of it to go see you. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, she. They went and found the red car, and sure enough, I was there. Oh wow, it's crazy uh, how that goes. That's that. That was her. What plan was of up with the not matching red? I looked at pictures. Yeah, it's just just you know, different wrap. It's, it's hard ages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's pretty much what it is. Uh, it's like the side skirt. Like I have this one vinyl I use on the side skirt every time because it's. It's just a big roll, and it's like seven inches tall, so it fits perfect. But it's just not quite the right color. Yeah. But it's what I got. It's what works. So. Uh, so was the door today. was the door older than the door was painted? Oh, that's painted. the difference. Yeah. The door was painted red, and it, the vinyl just wasn't quite yeah. the newer. Like it was weird. Even last year when I got there, we had some vinyl that matched, and then we got a new like shipment. And it's, and it's completely a little bit, different. It's a little bit brighter. Almost, it's damn near orange. It's like a half shade lighter. Yeah, so like my Atlanta car this week, one side is orange and one side is red. <laughs> nice. Nice. But uh, yeah. The old G- team jdmotorsports.com sponsored car. Yep, yep. That's what the entry list says every single week yep. when I look. Yep. jdmotorsports.com. Team J- no, it's team, JD team jdmotorsports. Com. Check it's it out. Great sponsor. It's kind of a mouthful of a website. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, honestly, decent decent day for us. I mean, we ended up 16th. I mean, was you, too you, cautious at the end. But. You did the normal. You did what everyone should do. You know, you kind of hung around 30th Yeah, all I was day. chilling. We put on Scuff stage two, so I was, like, I was big chilling that stage. Like, so you, you guys were completely invested in that race if you're running around on Scuffies. Well, I mean, it was – that was our only set of Scuffs, and it was just – And you uh, had one lane at the end of the race? No, I think we used all our tires. How'd the pit? How'd the pit crew do? I Good. Know. I didn't. I didn't even think about this, but you missed the opportunity to pit my car this weekend. Oh yeah, because normally you normally have a Hendrick crew, but because Hendrick brought another car, I'm guessing they took your pit crew. That's actually. I thought they went and did the six, but yeah, that makes sense. I mean, no, because, because what because they did, Hendrick brought a Hendrick car, and, and JRM brought a fifth car. A fifth as well. car. So your pit crew probably got called up to do. Yeah, because actually the eighty-eight, the six had an RCR crew. Yeah, because it's Ty Dillon. Yeah, so I probably missed my only shot. You could have pitted for me. That's all right. Hey, there might I, be, there I might had, be another situation you could come to. I mean, there's Hendrick and JRM are bringing cars like left and right. Yeah, quite a bit. So um, I am 
So glad I wasn't at the racetrack this weekend. I was... Even at your home track? Even at my home track. Like, I was so... It's that point in the season for me where I am peak crabby, upset, mad all the time. Like, even before this, you and I got into it. Yeah, like, this is the point where, like, you're in the thick of it, but there's still no light at the end of the tunnel. Right. We're still... Four months. Yeah, a long ways away from the end of the season. Like, we just had an off week, and I didn't even have an off week. Yeah. Um, luckily, I work for an organization that's pretty um, lenient on some well, things. We all have, like, nine PR people so they can plug and play. If yeah, you we have, yeah, we have nine PR people. Y'all used I to. I take the back. Y'all used we to. We used to. We don't anymore. Yeah. I was on the plane coming home. I had to. I bought the Wi-Fi, and luckily Good I was choice. on Delta. It was only five bucks. It's cheaper than you think. Um, so I had the cup race on my TV seat back. I was watching the IMSA race on my phone. One earbud was listening to the cup race. My headphones were listening to the IMSA race. So there were multiple times where I'd hear some stuff on the cup side. They're like, oh, my God, he drove through too many pit boxes, and I'm watching the IMSA race. I'm like, that's not a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Because I've kind of learned the ways of IMSA now, yeah. which next year is going to be full throttle. The The GTP class is going to be insane. Yeah, I've seen some like leaks, or not leaks, but pictures of cars that are all camouflaged. I'm saying wrapped. prototype racing in general around the world is going to be so badass. You're going to see a lot of LMP2 teams probably go away because this these factory teams need more people. Really? I mean, you got... Ferrari is testing their car today. Cadillac is testing their car later this month. BMW has already tested 6,000 miles on their car. And Porsche running a car, too. Porsche with Penske has a car. Aston Martin has a car. Alpine Racing has a car. Uh, that's the Formula One team. But really? Alpine is actually subsidiary of Renault. Okay. So they have a car. And it's just Acura also has yeah. a car. So there's five or six different hyper cars is what they are. But they'll race in IMSA in the GTP class, which this is unprecedented because normally when it came to prototype cars, you had the WEC slash FIA car, which raced everywhere but the United States. Mm-hmm. And then you had the IMSA car, which raced just in IMSA. So... North America, pretty much, because we went back to Bowmanville. Well, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Yeah. Now it's homologation across the board. Next year's uh, 24 Hours of Daytona is probably going to be spicy. Really? That's cool, actually. I mean, I, I love seeing, like, it's you see the same thing with super late model racing. Like, when there's different rules packages for, like, different regions and you see it nowadays with super lates like SRL, uh, like this or the Spears Tour, whatever you want to call it, is kind of getting more along the lines of the Southern Super Series Cars Tour, super late models, or like the Southern Super Series. It's all becoming one thing, and then you can kind of have more of a touring series where you might have guys from different regions going and racing different races. And obviously, yeah. if it's a touring series like uh, the GTP, uh, those guys will be going all over. So, no, that is cool. The Gran Turismo prototypes. Yeah. So, that is cool. Our car finished pretty good up in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, um, did. Not going to say where we finished because then people would know. Well, people already know. I was happy for me, mate. Yep. Did quite the sick one. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, yeah. He, he drove. I watched the race. He drove fantastically. He's a wheel man. He made up. When I started watching, he was eight or nine seconds behind the lead and... He was in fourth, climbed to third, six seconds back, then overtook second place, led for about a lap um, just because they double stinted. It was nice getting mm-hmm. all technical. He did a double stint to start the race, so he did an hour and a half. And I think Ryan Eversley, mm-hmm. I'm just going to dox myself. Yeah, there you go. I mean, just let it, let it be uh, indirect. Yeah. Ryan Eversley then got in the car, who I – hold in the highest regard as a driver as a marketing guy as a fellow podcaster he's got it figured out yeah he got in the car and then ultimately they finished third 
So, how long was that? A six hour? No. So we're not we're not doing any of the endurance races. We're doing so the sprint it's laps. It's called the sprint. <laughs> it's called the sprint cup. Really? <laughs> it's the IMSA sprint championship sprint cup. So it's all of the non endurance races. They're all two hours and forty minutes. Okay. So normally, when Aiden gets in the car, he does the minimum drive time, mm-hmm. unless he's feeling himself, which yeah. he was feeling himself here. Uh, normally, they do about 45 minutes. Is 40 minutes is the threshold for the, the non-pro driver mm-hmm. in GTD. That's what we're in. He's rated as a silver class driver. So he's not technically a pro yet, even though he's won. He won with uh, Turner Motorsport last year. Yeah, like Watkins Glen, right? Six hours at the Glen. He was the third driver. But now we're in GTD, so it's like a pro-am-ish class, but you kind of try to get the There's, best. Is there like gentleman drivers or no? Or is it mostly like? Not really. You don't really like see that. guys, like superstar guys and coming up guys. Yeah. Um, you really don't see that in the sprint series. You see that more in the season-long championship or the endurance races where they have to bring in an extra driver. Normally, that's where you see the gentleman drivers. Okay. Uh, like Michael Fassbender. I don't know if you know who he is. Mm. He was a movie star. Okay. He raced 24 hours of, of Le Mans this year and wrecked the car twice. Mm. Dempsey, Patrick Dempsey racing. Is that the guy from Call of Duty? No, maybe. I don't know. He's known f- for being from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah, that's not him. He also, well, he used to race, but now he owns a team. Okay. You know the Dempsey I'm talking from Call of Duty Zombies? No. It's like, uh, like Nikolai, Dempsey. No, it's not the same person. It could be modeled after him, but I don't think it's I, the same I doubt person. it highly. <laughs> but yeah, getting back to what we were talking about to begin with. like I, I got to derail. You know me. I was so happy to not be at the racetrack. It sounded like you were going full Bob Pockris with two different races and two different ears. Yeah, that was on the way back. Um, but let me just say Wyoming is quite breathtaking. Really? It looks good on Yellowstone. It looked, oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> we flew into, uh, the only thing that really sucked was our flight situation. I didn't really look at the layover. And two days before the flight, I, I finally looked at it. I'm like, man, 40 minutes in Chicago? To go over a terminal, that's pushing it to really make a flight. So I was nervous. So I'm like, I went to my fiance. I'm like, hey, we're not checking a bag. Like, fit everything in a carry-on because our layovers are, are so tight going out and one coming back. I'm like, I don't think there's going to be time. I think our luggage will be lost. So we get we get to Charlotte. This is just our first plane, Right. Boarding is 10 minutes late. So I'm like, okay, this isn't a very good start. So not 10 minutes off. Now we only got 30 minutes. Luckily, they changed the gate assignment on the way during flight. So it came back to our terminal. So we were flying out of B. We would have had to go to C, but we were luckily only had to go 10 gates down in B. And we get on the plane. We're sitting there. We're sitting there. We're sitting there. And the pilot comes over the radio and says, hey, guys, we are having a little bit of an issue. Just hang on. I'm looking at my watch. I'm not, I don't wear a watch. I was looking at my phone. I'm like, 15 minutes has gone by. So now we're down to, I don't know. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm going to give you an update. Uh, the cargo door for the plane where everyone's luggage goes in broke. The guy who's here already fixing the plane for something else that they didn't tell us about can't fix it. The guy who can fix it is currently outside of the airport gate. And he is stuck at the gate because the gate is malfunctioning. (laughs) So we'll give you an update when we know. I love old CLT. 15 minutes later, we finally push back. So we're in the air and I'm just like... I'm already on my phone. I'm looking. I already paid for the Wi-Fi. I'm already looking at flights. We're going to get in six, seven hours later. I was not in a happy mood. The flight attendant comes up and goes, so you guys are going to Jackson Hole? I'm like, yep. She goes, you have six minutes from when we hit the gate to when your plane 
finishes boarding, not starts boarding, finishes boarding. Like they close the doors. Like they're closing the doors. So I'm like, all right. She's like, so I'm going to make an announcement. You guys just walk straight to the front. We'll let you guys get off first. So we land. We get to the front of the plane. Everyone's giving us the daggers. Like, But we're like, we have the closest uh, layup, like, you know, whatever, in between. So we get off the plane, and we're not, we're not running, but we're aggressively speed walking to the point where, like, you're fatigued in your calves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get to our gate, and we just look, and everyone's still sitting there. <laughs> so we get there, and we had five minutes till it was supposed to take off. That passes. It's now 1 o'clock. It was supposed to take off at 12.57. It's 1 o'clock. No one's on the plane. No one's even getting on the plane. And then all the people from my plane that we just ran off of are now walking behind me like, what, what's going on? You guys had to get off this plane. Turns out the plane that we were getting on was having issues, so they weren't even going to put anybody on the plane. And we ended up getting, getting on that airplane at 1.30. Oh, wow. And we didn't take off till like 145. Dude, airports these days are crazy. So crazy. It makes the charter flight, like it makes it just that much yeah. better. Like flying commercial, which I, I feel so like, oh, but he's saying, oh, flying commercial is so much worse than flying charter. But like it really, like if once you experience a charter, like it is incredibly easy. Like, to, I, mean, I mean, there's no the, variables like that. Yeah. Like you show up like, I mean, I'm not one of these people. Theoretically, you could be one of these people. Plane takes off, say, at 1030. You could show up at 1015. There's no TSA. You literally just walk from the parking lot. You go in, tell them that you're here, so they cross you off the list, and you just walk on the plane. Yeah. They close the doors, and you start taxiing. The only time that it's kind of, you know, you might have an issue is when you take off, and then you got to immediately turn around because you got something wrong with the plane, which is not a good feeling, especially... When you're in the air, then you land again, and then you're like, oh, I guess we're taking off again. Hopefully, it works out this time. Have you ever been on one of those where you got to, like, turn around and come back? No, I've been on the opposite end, though, saying, hey, we're on approach, and then we're just circling the airport. Yeah, we got to burn off some fuel because we got here too fast. The other one was, we're on approach, keep circling the airport. Guys, we have to divert to Winston-Salem because we're running out of fuel. And we can't land at the airport because of weather conditions. Oh, wow. So then we diverted up to Winston, and it's downpouring rain. Like, it's monsooning. And they're like, well, you can stay on the airplane. It's getting refueled. We don't know when we can take off again. You guys can call someone or call an Uber. But Winston-Salem... Is not close to Statesville. No, not at all. <laughs> it's probably 45 minutes. Yeah. So people were calling taxis and spending stupid amount of money I mean, to a, get back to Statesville. At least a couple hundred bucks. I stayed on the plane, just hung out. I think it was two hours later. This was New Hampshire last year. Really? Yeah. I was uh, sitting in the car because I had, this is going backwards in this story. I had to drive one of the drivers to the airport because he didn't feel like driving a car after he drove a car. And we were talking, you know, in the car, coming out of the track. We hit traffic. I'm like, man, it's going to be nice. We're going to get home by like, I was joking. Hey, we're going to get home by like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. It's going to be great. He goes, what are you talking about? It's like 8 o'clock right now. I'm like, yeah, you know, once we get to the airport, blah, blah, blah. He goes, no, we're going to be home by midnight. And I think legitimately after all this fiasco, I walked in my in the house at like three thirty in the morning. Mm. Yeah, that's that's something that's tough. I mean, it's, no, it's I'd rather fly home through the night than get on a red eye or something like that. Like come back from like West Coast. Yeah, Phoenix at the end of the year is the worst flight. Yeah, cause going like, out and coming back. Yeah, cause it's like a night race or it ends in the evening at least for a Cup Series. Uh, and then you're flying back, and you're getting back at 5 o'clock in the morning, 5 a.m. or so, and then you're just... Yeah, but even on the way out, it's like we, we fly on the planes that are a little bit smaller, so we have to make two fuel stops. So it's like we're stopping 45 minutes into a flight, then another hour and a half into a flight, and then two hours to the location. Yeah. But then on the way back, it's one. 
It's only Armarillo. Armarillo. The, the jet stream. Yeah. You'll get that. No, the charter. I don't know. Sometimes, like, those, they're just going to, like, it was one of my first charter flights. It was actually was coming back from Vegas or Phoenix. And the guy's like, yeah, the weather's really bad, but I'm landing this thing. Y'all hang on. It's going to get pretty sporty up here. And everybody's like, what did he just say? And it was rough landing. Like, coming down through the through the storm, not good. Yeah. Not good at all. Uh, and then, so they get back to my story. Uh, we got on the plane in Chicago, and we flew to Jackson, Wyoming. There's your problem. Yeah. Chicago O'Hare Airport is arguably, I mean, it, it, in my eyes, it is the worst airport. This is so big. I've been there twice where I didn't. I've, I've flown in and out of there four times probably. Two times... I was, it was free and clear. Good. No, no issues. The other two times, one time I was like 12, 13 years old by myself and I had to sit in the airport for 11 hours. You know how hard it is? I mean, I was 11 or 13. I was 13. Who was I driving for? I was driving for CJ. I was 13. And I just, I, I like explored every inch of that airport. I would too. I just walked around. Oh, so you got in at night and didn't leave till the morning? Or? No, no. Was, I got there in the morning and didn't leave till, till nighttime. Night. Yeah. That and sucks. then the other time, I was probably nine, but I was with my family. We were actually coming out here to the, go to the uh, the Bandolero. It was the National Awards Banquet for INX. It was like Bandolero's lunch cars and stuff. And we were there for like nine hours. We didn't even know if we were going to make it for the banquet because like we were supposed to get here the day before, like kind of hang out and go do some stuff and then... We got here at like midnight and didn't get to do anything. <laughs> there you go. But coming into Jackson, it was, I've been on some rough flights. Flying in and out of Jackson, Wyoming is top five worst flights I've ever been a part of. Really? Yeah, it's terrible. Why Why was it so best? Because just the way the air moves up in the mountains. I was wondering, you think it's something to do with the mountains? Has like wind, to be. wind blowing like up a mountain or something? Yeah, I mean, because once you get through that pocket, it's perfectly fine. But like flying around the mountains and stuff, it's it was brutal. Damn. Like I, it doesn't bother me on flights, right? When you hit a little bit of turbulence, whatever. Because it happens in the charter flights all the time. Yeah, and the, those get rough sometimes. But this one, like flying into Jackson, I legitimately, it was coming up. Mm-hmm. How, how was your rental car? Did you get a rental car up there? Yeah. So I, I booked through one of those booking websites. Booking dot, yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, Thrifty's at the airport. You know, you want to book a car through us? I'm like, sure. It's super cheap. Get to the airport, get off the airplane. I see the the two major ones. I'm like, oh, this is probably pretty good. Um, Walked outside. Don't see it. I don't see a shuttle bus anywhere. And I walked out and you, you can look out for 20 miles anyway. Cause Jackson's about 20 miles away from the airport. And I just looked down. I'm like, some bitch. There's no thrifty here. There's no shuttle. Cause it was in Jackson. I'm like, I'm not wasting 45 minutes waiting for the tram to get here and then for me to go back. So I walked back in, had a car through Avis within two minutes. Really? <laughs> and just drove away. Dude, our rental at, I don't know who we went through, but we had three mini trucks. We had two Chevy Colorados and a Toyota Tacoma, five in each of them. Gross. Rough. Yeah, it but was, you had enough space for your, your luggage. That was okay, but I mean, luckily, yeah, I, I can't think shotgun. I can't think Gabe. And be sitting middle back. No, no, but like he wasn't in ours, but like Wayne the third, Wayne, my crew chief's son, he's a pretty big kid. Like he played football. So is is your crew chief junior and then his son is the third? Correct. We're senior. That's Wayne's dad. Obviously. I think he still lives in New Jersey or something. But uh, that'd be like a full family team. But it was, so it was him and then Spud, who's not small either. The overalls take up a lot of space. And then Brad Perez was having to sit middle. So is he like a mercenary now or what? He all uh, he comes and helps us whenever he can. Like, Cause I know he's done stuff for Tommy Joe. Yeah, but he's he's his mainstay is Rackley War. 
Oh, so it's just he's just yeah. I mean, like he helped us in Nashville. Uh, just just getting after it, and then uh, he helped us at Road America last week, but he didn't have to do anything. So like he didn't have a truck race to deal with, so he was with us all week. So he's probably not there this week. Negative. He's definitely, probably up in definitely not. Yeah, he's definitely mid Ohio this week. But that was funny because we got we ended up with a a Colorado last week as well. Or no, we actually we had a Ford Ranger last week. Yeah, dude, places are just running out of rental cars. And then cars. we, our uh, PR lady, like, called and was like, okay, I just want to make sure we're getting vans and not trucks. And they're like, yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know if they misunderstood and thought, no, we want three trucks because that's what we all got. We had to, like, rent another car because nice. we couldn't fit. It. Like, it was miserable. I know. Like, the last couple weeks that I've been at the racetrack, like, we've walked off the airplane, and we do our stuff by the deadlines, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. We walk up. We see 25 cars. None of them have our team name on them. So we go to the people. Hey, we need a car. They're like, are you on the list? We're like, yeah, we're right here, 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 and here. They're like, oh. And then they just, like, look around, like, 15 cars are going to magically come up. <laughs> and then nothing happens. Uh the best part was, though, so we, in Nashville, we got off the plane, and th- this happened again. So the dude in charge just started, because, you know, it says, like, reserved for RCR, reserved for F- FRM or whatever. Just <coughs> starts taking them down off of the, here you go, here's your car. Here you go, you can have this one, you can have that one. Is this good enough for you? Sure. What's your name? Give them the name. It's not my name. Like, okay, bye. That's, I mean, honestly, when we were in Nashville, too, they didn't even have cars there. Like when we landed, they were there were two car transporters there, and they were like backing them off. And like, how many people you got? Four. All right, you get this. Yeah, one. take this, Ford Ranger. And I guarantee it's gonna be the same. Well, it's Atlanta this week. We're unfortunately driving. We'll from, be driving. We're yeah. driving from Mooresville. Like one uh, thing that was was kind of funny, like it was kind of cool actually about the Colorados we got were brand new. They had a hundred miles on both of oh, them. Oh yeah. Like, and there was even a paper in the car that said, uh, display, do not rent. Nice. And both Colorados, but they're nice. They're all blacked out. Z71s. They're nice. When you got something to say, but we're rocking the vans down to Atlanta. I was hoping team I was, vans, right? Yeah. I was hoping I was like, I was like, so we flying this weekend and they're like, no, I was like, well, I just figured I'd check, you know, we did fly to Nashville and that's only a couple hours, That's six hours. I'm saying six hours to draw like a couple hours more. I thought it was more than six, honestly. Uh, but yeah, but I guess us being in South Carolina too, we're definitely not yeah, flying. Well, Especially, I mean, because a lot of people down there are down there. there are down there. So I mean, even whenever we fly out of Statesville, all the other times takes them two hours. They all hours. meet at the shop and then drive a team van to the airport and then they team van it back to the shop, and then go home. Which honestly, respect to those dudes. That's gotta be rough. Yeah. So they got to be pumped for Atlanta and Darlington, right? Yeah, Darlington's like right there. Well, not really. Darlington's on the other side of the state. Gaffney's right. really far west, South Carolina. It's yeah. actually, it is right on the border too. Like you cross into South Carolina on 85 when you're driving down there, but when you're driving the back road to the shop. It takes a while. You cross back over the North Carolina line and then back over it again. to south. Like 100 yards from our shop was a South Carolina state line. I bet. We did that when we were out west. So, did she puke? No, she's good. She's good. She's good. We, uh, so, from the airport to the resort by the crow flies, or in a straight line, was 30 miles. It took us 60 miles to get there. Damn. Because you had to go mountains and stuff? Yeah, because you literally had to go down and around. We passed through, so we were in Wyoming. Went into Idaho, came back into Wyoming, went back into Idaho, and then came back into Wyoming. Wow. That's kind of crazy. That many state line crossings. And but, I mean, that's how it is in any mountain. I feel like even when I, like, when I go to Colorado, it says, that, you know, you're, you're 15 miles from, like, our house from downtown. And it's still. And it's a 30-minute drive. Yeah. And same thing in North Carolina. Like, like you said, by the crow, like, where the crow flies. To get to like Beach Mountain or uh, Appalachian Ski Mountain, it's like nothing. But when you get out there and you end up on like 321 or whatever, oh, and yeah. you're just 
back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It takes you an hour. Once, like it takes you no time to get there, and then it takes you all the time in the world to get that last thirty miles. Yeah, it takes you an hour to get to um, Morganton, right? Isn't that Morganton? I'm where the breweries are at, and there's that skate park right before you pass into the mountains, or not skate park, skate shop. I'm pretty sure it's Morganton. I don't know which way you're going. You exit. There's the McDonald's on the right. Are you, you go go, are you taking the, 40? Uh, yeah. Are you getting off in Hickory or are you getting off in Morganton? I'm, yeah, I get off in Morganton every time. That's different. I usually go straight up through Hickory. Okay. And I just can't remember the name of the place. It's, it's, same, it's like going to Bristol. Yeah. Same exact direction, except, you know, when you get... Like you're going through the mountains, and I guess yeah, if you and don't you go come. This way, no, you, I know. I know exactly where you're talking about. Because where you can take a right or a left. You take a right or a left. You, to go to Bristol, you take a left, but to go to Grandfather Mountain, instead, you take a right. Yep, yep. Yeah, I know exactly yep. because we were once we were looking at wedding venues, we looked at one in Morganton, and then we. I'm like, oh, we're going to Bristol. Yeah, because I'm. I know exactly where we are, and then instead of taking a left, we took a right. And yeah, went up by Banner Elk and stuff. You passed the uh, Yosemite Sam monster truck. Yep. Oh yeah, yep. staple. And then there's somebody who has a Arca chassis outside. Yes. Yeah, on the right. <laughs> yeah. And you always slow down just a little bit to see kind of what it is. But what then chassis you're like, is that? Then you're like, oh, I don't really care. Yeah, I have no idea, and I don't care. Odds are it's probably just like a... It's probably a Pro Cup car or something. Yeah. Point. And it was at one point a uh, Andy Petrie Motorsports Yo, Yeah, either that chassis. or a, uh, a Ronnie Hopkins engineering. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but we got... Atlanta coming up. What do you, what do you expect for Atlanta? Uh, the cup race was kind of crazy. I think the Xfinity race is going to be a step up from what it was last time. It's at we're night there. now. Well, it was kind of at night last time. It's five o'clock start. I think the other one was a three thirty. We ended at night in the Xfinity race for sure. But this is starting later in the day. Well, times also changed too. You'll, yeah. We'll be starting in the daylight for sure. Yeah, it's five o'clock. It doesn't get dark till eight thirty. We might be done in the daytime. Never know. I don't. I I think it's going to be worse as far as crashes go. If I'm being honest, I thought it was interesting that only thirty eight showed up. I kind of am too. I I thought I thought I was, thought for sure it was going to be like forty. Just because it's close. Because it's close. You might as well go. And it's uh, now it's a it's a mini, it's a mini super speedway race. But it's honestly hard. I think it's harder to be like. It's hard to be fast there because you got to have horsepower, but your car's got to drive good, but you also got to try to trim the thing out so it's fast. Did you put a freshie in there, or what are you working with? We're working plate what, motor. What you normally got? No, it's like our, our good plate motor with fresh valve springs. So. Are we going to expect some big-time numbers or what? Uh, depends. I don't think we're not going to put anything up crazy in qualifying just because we're tuned more for <laughs> race condition. I mean, that's how we were Is last Vargas time. Is going to go top 10 again? I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I think that the stuff we bring isn't suited for qualifying. No, it's, it's not. It's not trimmed out it's like a long run car. It's not really. It's not. Not even that. It's just it handles better in traffic. Our stuff does. That's one thing I noticed at the end of the race last year when I got up into the pack, I could maneuver much better than other people because they all had like progressive rear springs and their spoilers so low, where ours is were heavier and propped up a little bit, so we have a little bit of downforce. And we can move around. And the other thing I noticed, too, is, like, if I can get, like, a really fast car behind me. You're we, fast. We go really fast. Because I create such a big hole. Like, Riley Herfs got behind me. And they got good, like, Ford motors, obviously. And, dude, he could, like, we were, like, locked up. Like, you couldn't separate us. And we just drove straight forward on the bottom. Oh, you want to hear some spicy news? Oh, yeah. I Always. think we've talked about this before. But you saying Riley Herfs tripped my trigger. What do you what? You good? She wants to hear the news. She wants to hear the news. Um, I hear Kyle Bush to Stuart Haas. Again? Yep. I remember it's, that was the rumor, and then it fizzled out. It's it's advanced. She's She loves it. She's Yeah, she's going crazy. What's up? No, she's fine. Uh, she just wants attention. Uh, yeah. I don't know, because I mean, even Eric Amaral was like, yeah, I'm thinking about staying now. That's not going to happen. He doesn't have enough money. No, but Smithfield likes him. Smithfield likes anyone that wins. That's true. I mean, if they could get Kyle, I think that's the that's the that's thing the, is like that's what they want. They want yeah, Kyle. Yeah. And realistically, who else is going to pay Kyle thirty million? 
No one. No one. Stuart Haas. That's what you, it. What do you think Gibbs will fill that seat? I don't know, but I hear <clears throat> Priest is staying. He's just gonna wait. Just wait it out. See. Just wait it out. See. Wait for Harvick. To because retire. Harvick has an opt out clause. Really? People. I don't know if people know that. And Harvick are, and Priest are kind of tight. So I think once Harvick goes, I think he'd be like, you got to put him in. Well, I think Priest was always gonna be Harvick's guy. Well, I mean, and, and this. By the way, everybody, this is all speculation. This is very much speculation. I have no insider knowledge. Um, I only hear what other insiders yeah. tell me. Um, yeah. I can also see an, it's just going to be weird the silly season this year. I hear um, a certain Spire driver is going to go over and race for the King. I don't even know who that would be. Spire well, the management or Spire the team? Spire the team. He was already a, an RPM development driver. Now he's going to go to Petty GMS because they're dragging their feet on the Eric Jones contract. They can't get rid of Eric. Who says Eric? Well, if they're dragging their feet, what do you mean? So they're going to kick him out, you think? I think they're waiting to see what happens. I think they're waiting. they're willing to wait and see... When that gigantic domino falls, what it looks like after that. Hmm. Because theoretically, Spire could be gone at the end of the season, the race team. Yeah. They could easily sell both of their charters and probably make a good profit from oh, it. they make a... Well, who's going to buy them, though? Like, no one's really trying to get in. There's... Two junior teams... Mo- junior Motorsports, may, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't buy a charter. That'd be stupid. Uh, Rick Hendrick would buy it for them. Because yeah. he already is 50% owner in JRM. Damn, this is true. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a connect the dots guy, but I'll put some strings up there. Yeah. And Denny's gone on record and saying he wants another charter. Well, he did, but now he's saying, I don't want to expand my right, team but, until we figure some stuff out. You know, that's smoke and mirrors. That's just a some encouragement, maybe. Yeah. Mm. But, you know... Silly season starts earlier and earlier and earlier every single year. I want to know about this whole Chicago situation. I think it's unfortunate. I think Road America loses a cup date. That does suck. Because honestly, people could say what they want about the cup race last week, but I thought it was good. But they brought in 100,000 people, 80, 80 to 100,000 people. Fan-wise. What is that? But I don't know what. Compared they, to just an Xfinity or an Xfinity. So uh, here's what weekend. Here's what I read about it. NASCAR comes in and basically Road America pays them to run the cup race. Road America runs the Xfinity race. So I don't know what the percentage is ticket wise when it comes to Xfinity versus Cup. Or if they get some of it, if they get none of it. Because I mean it it was just as big of a weekend as it was last year. In my yeah, opinion. If not bigger. Yeah. Um, plus, if you go back next year, it's going to be completely different. Yeah, it's going to be completely repaved. Completely repaved. It's going to be for probably that. super fast. Yeah, I think you'll see times down. A second or two. two I think you'd be down like 2-0. Like, you wouldn't be running two, two teens anymore. I think you'd be running. I also have a bone to pick. 129 with, or something. Um, some shenanigans that went down at Road America. And I'm going to call someone out. Okay. I do not think it's right that Jesse Awuji Motorsports puts Kyle Weatherman in to qualify the car and then makes a driver change. That's some pretty Bush League stuff, and I can't believe NASCAR lets that happen. Like, on a consistent basis. Yeah, this is kind of a reoccurring theme. Right. And And you hear it talked about all the time across the garage on other media platforms. Uh, and I know you probably don't want to comment on it because no, I mean, I, that's your peers. But. And I mean, also, I mean, it sucks for Kyle. I feel, I feel bad for Kyle. Cause Kyle is putting his setups in those cars. No, you don't think so anymore. No, no, not now that Danny Stockman's over there. Is that his name? Not Danny. Stockman. No, that's no, no, no. uh Paul Clapperod. No, no, no. It's Isn't not that Paul. It's, it's Danny, uh, Dan Steelman. Steelman, he used to, I think he used to crew chief Carl Edwards back in the day, and then he kind of went through a crew, like a crew chief thing that people do, where they 
I think he was at Obica for a bit. Yeah. He was at Tommy Joe's, but now he's over there. Uh, Even so. But, I mean, Kyle's telling me he doesn't really do much setup stuff anymore. I, I just feel bad for Kyle. No, I do too. I mean, Kyle's well, a friend of mine. Well, to, to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, and he, he gets in there and he wheels the car. He does a good job. But I, it's just a bad taste for me to have someone qualify your car and then you go out there. It's getting a little bit obvious at this point. Right. The first time they did it, they had an excuse, allegedly. Yeah. Now they just blatantly do it every single week. But it's week. not like it's nothing we haven't seen, seen before. done blatantly before. Right. And I think it's because we are so close to the person who's yeah. qualifying the car. Yeah. Because he's gotten in that car and it's performed. And it's just frustrating to see. Yeah, I mean, it's got to make other people, I mean... Think of JJ Yaley. Right. JJ should have made that. If get in the and qualify that car, would JJ make the race? Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Absolutely. Probably. But now look at this week. 38 cars on the entry list for 38 spots. Now it's just Jesse. Yeah, but look at a lot of the field. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy the disparity of the field strength from last week to this week. To the, dude, the field last week was Stout. gnarly. It was crazy. I mean, you got like five. JRM cars, a Hendrick car. All very good on road courses. Yeah, I mean, then, and then Tommy Joe's car, two very good road two course guys. Two very good road course guys. Andy yeah. Lally in the 08. Yep. Cole Custer in the 07. Yep. Like, crazy, crazy good. And then even further down the line, I mean. Gallagher in the 38. Yeah. He's a road course guy. Yeah. Um, Joey Gase's car had a road course guy in it. Yep. He was pretty good until the brakes failed. I witnessed that happen first. Chris, Chris Dyson is yeah. in the 35. Uh, no, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, like, I mean, I, me and Kyle were talking about, like, man, this is a stout field, dude. Like, like and you came home 16th? Yeah. A lot, lot of tore up race cars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we we were honestly, we were good. I was riding in the first little bit. So, and then in that wreck, the end. are you looking forward or are you looking backward? I was looking forward. Might need to be looking backwards because... Okay, let's let's break down that wreck for you. It's between two different spotters. Neither right. one of them can have their own eyes on this area of the. So that's like track. the one little blind spot of the racetrack. No, there's a lot of blind spots. For, I mean, the whole carousel, no one can see. Right, because uh, it's all trees. The kink, no one can really see over there. You can't either. see that straight away either, right? I mean, Going to Canada see, Corner, you can see the very last little bit for Canada Corner because it, like it's a curve straight away, pretty much. But right there. Right there, I've been hearing, you know, all day, like, there were certain times, like, dust, all good, all good. And then this time I heard dust, and then nothing after. I don't know, dust all good, dust, cars, middle right, car, dust, track blocked. And then finally, my spotter in turn one had a TV in front of him. He's like, track block, track block, track block. And I'm 100 yards away, pulling fourth gear, still rolling, because I think we're, someone's ran off, made a big dust cloud, and it's whatever. Not the case. I get there and I can like start. I start seeing cars kind of sliding around, like Days of Thunder style. It literally was, and then so I get like damn near stopped. And then it was the zero two and somebody else. I guess they didn't get the they didn't get the memo. The sixty eight. Well, he I think he was in front, but it was the O two and somebody else, like right next to me. Boom, boom, boom like hit hard. Hit hard right next to me. I'm like, damn, like that. If they were, you know, six feet to the left, we're junk. Just got lucky. And then even, I don't even think the TV really covered this, but Sammy Smith got spun out in turn seven. And he kind of kept rolling backwards. I don't know why he did that. But then, like, I saw that. I saw him rolling backwards, and he went out of my vision. And I guess once he got out of my vision, like seven other cars got involved in this, like started spinning and stuff. And luckily, John, I, Johnny hadn't spotted all race. He's like, wreck, 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 big wreck. <laughs> and I was able to slow down. And, like, he said caution. I'm like, there's no caution. There's no caution yet. There's no, definitely no caution yet. No one's hit anything hard. Like, there's just cars parked. And I, like, I went to gas up once because I was going to get a few spots. And then Lally, like, came sliding in front of me. So I was like, what? <clears throat> like, like, jumped on it, then immediately on the brakes again. And then had to keep going. But it was, it was pretty crazy. So did you get any sort of damage in that? No, the only damage I got in that race was actually with Chris Dyson, and it was in a spot where there's no spotter, and I got next to him, and he just, <laughs> just yeah. pulled right down, like hit me right in the door, ran me off the racetrack. But other than that, yeah, no damage. I mean, splitters obviously a little bit hurt. Different color door panels. 
Well, yeah, now it's now it was like uh, red fender, different red door, uh, matching quarter panel to the fender, different color red side skirt. Now with half black side skirt because the tire ripped half the wrap off the side skirt. Nice. It was a great looking left side. The yeah. right side, beautiful. Left side, hurting. Yeah. You'll get that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would just, I mean, as crazy as that race was, I was happy to come away with that much damage and have a decent day. So does that car now sit in the corner until Watkins Glen? Indy Road Course. Or Indy Road Course, Indy I guess. Indy Road is coming up. And I mean, honestly, I've been working on it a little bit here lately just because I haven't really been able to do much. The Atlanta car got my interior done. Uh, we brought a different car. Ty Dillon was actually in the car that I would normally run on a road course. Uh, so did you like this one better? I think I did like this one better. We were able to pigtail this one, which I really don't, I can't really explain all that right now. It's just a different way to spring the front of the car. It's a lot softer. You run really heavy springs, but you don't run on the whole spring. But anyway, uh, that felt like a lot different. It felt like a go-kart. Turned so much better. So is Vargas just out at all the road courses? I don't know. That's not really. It's not for you. Yeah. Makes you think. But I mean, like going back to that road course car, I was doing a lot because we couldn't get the right side weight in it that I had in my other car. So. I got home and took all that stuff apart and moved it all over. So now my right my right side, the big one is like damn near hanging into the fender well. It's so far to the right. The other one's on the door bar. It'll go right by the cool box. So I should have a little bit more right side weight, which should be good. Because I was counting on the other day. There's like eight rights at Indy and four lefts. And so you, uh, you're going to run with the cement water bottle? Cement water bottle. Yeah. No, right side weight. No, because I want water. That wow. was another thing. So my AC box didn't work the whole Road America race. Was it that hot? It was decently hot. But we're talking like 85, 82. 80 something. But a road course is demanding. I mean, and also you gotta think everything is hot at a road course. Brakes are hot. Everything's getting hot. Transmission's hot next to you. Uh and all that heat goes in the car. And I was I was used up after the race. But you looked, I, there was one picture and, um, my fiance pointed it out to me he goes, she goes, man, he looks like wrecked. Yeah. Like, no, oh, I, I mean, it's probably hot. It, yeah. I mean the, the AC box not working like from the time I got in the car on the grid sucked, but yeah, no, it was, a, it was honestly a fun race. I haven't really, I've been to road America twice. I blew up on lap one once and we missed the race last year, but after making some laps and like kind of getting used to it, fun race track. That's why it's. America's National Park of Speed. Fun racetrack, dude. Oh, I'm sure because everyone likes it, it will get cut from the schedule. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually how it goes. But, I don't know, we'll see. I think that it'll definitely keep an Xfinity race. I don't, they, don't, they won't take Xfinity cars. I think what's what's going to happen is Cup will go to Chicago. This On July awful, 4th, though? I think they're going to move the schedule around. To go back to Daytona on the 4th. Maybe, yeah. Uh, and then the Chicago Street Course is going to get Road America's Cup date. But, as I said before, with the co-sanction, right, Road America then will get Xfinity and trucks, but they'll promote it rather than NASCAR promoting the Cup race. So it might be more benefit to them not having a Cup date. The because truck then race at Road America would be sick. Well, if you put because Trans Am was racing too, right? Yeah. So you put Trans Am weekend back there. It's still a pretty big weekend if I mean, you that, do. It, it was the, yeah. So like if you do Mazda Five MX Cup, mm-hmm. you do Trans Am, Xfinity and trucks. That's a full weekend. I mean, that's how it was. So we had MX Fives. Bring TA2, the stadium trucks back. Yeah, yeah. MX Five TA Two TA One Xfinity Cup. I mean, five races and they ran them all in two days. Yeah. Luckily, for Road America. They're self-sustaining in the sense of they, they don't need a cup race to survive yeah. like most racetracks do because uh, they, they do pretty well with the clientele and the, the customer base that they have with IMSA, um, Pirelli World Challenge, all the, you know, the smaller series, yeah, the road I racing mean, series. I IndyCar. Still, I'm a firm believer in... Just get an F1 race there. Taking... The races away from the Indy Road Course, send Cup to Chicago, send Xfinity to Iowa. You just want Cup to leave Indy altogether. Yeah. 
I mean, look at the stands. When you go, well, there. the stands. I know they're deceiving, but the it's still very, very little people. Right, but when you yourself walk into Indy, do you not get chills? No, really, not running the road course. I get chills just walking, seeing the pagodas, seeing the bricks. I mean, it's very neat. I'll say the first time I ever walked out there and I was walking on the grid and I'm like looking around I'm like, holy crap, this is Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Like we took a picture last year. It was like 7 a.m. Fog still rolling out with the cup car. Well, okay, I'm really going to dox myself now. We had a cup car and an ex- and a Indy car pointing yeah. kind of like forward nose to nose with the two teams and then the owner standing right in the middle. I mean, that that is cool. That's cool. But I think it's cool because it's an Indy car. Oh, I don't know, man. Rogers got a pretty big say in what happens. Yeah, but I think he knows that a cup race at Indy isn't doing him any favors. He has to know that. I mean, it's just another open weekend. And if you run it, you get paid. If you don't run it, run a IMSA race there. Run something that might, but that, that'll really draw nobody. But damn, if you do like an eight hour race at Indy Road Course, that would be legit. And you have to make two joker laps around the full racetrack. I don't know about that. That would be awesome. <laughs> Roger, look into it. IMSA, six hours, six to eight six hours. Six hours, eight hours at Indy. I like the, eight hours at Indy. I like the vowels there. Eight yeah. hours at Indy. But track doesn't even need lights. Nope. And that's another thing. Speaking of lights, lights at road courses, put them up. Put them up. Night road course races are sick. All the F1 races at night are cool. I don't watch F1, but that's cool as hell. Yeah, but it's a lot of money. Is it? For the Roval to put up lights? No. Well, the Ro- that's a different story because it's already in a contained Even racetrack. Whenever we ran, I mean, same, it's the same situation. Daytona Road Course ran the Xfinity race at night there. You know, I started during the day, ended at night. It was awesome. Yeah, but didn't they add lighting after the ARCA race because guys were, like, getting deceived in yeah. one of the corners? Yeah, well, yeah. Just, just put those up yeah, in the first place. Yeah, just put those up in the first place. Or just so always have ARCA go first so they can yeah, find exactly. your, your flaws. Use the ARCA guinea pigs to go first, and then... But, like, imagine if you ran... I don't know. Imagine if you ran the Glen at night. She's eating something. Imagine if you ran the Glen at night. Sketchy. I know. <laughs> because your field, your depth perception's off. Well, I mean, your depth perception's off when you go to Martinsville and it's nighttime. I mean, even though not really, dude, Martinsville's so lit up when the lights are on, it's like daytime. Yeah, it's all right. Pin. She's got a pin. I know. I'm, I'm trying to get you to keep talking. Oh, I, well, I was. So I'm, I can then I'm take the headset off so I can go I'll, get this I'll keep pen. Talking. I'm just concerned as well. Uh, but yeah, I think in, like any road course race at night, I think is cool. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of different places you could do it. I mean, this would be the hardest one, the most expensive one to do at night. But Road America at night will be sick. Imagine like driving through the trees at nighttime. <laughs> that would be sketchy. I know. That's why it'd be cool. I mean, I think the fan experience would be pretty cool. Under the stars. Yeah. Uh, my parents were camping. They said there were so many fireworks. Oh, I bet. It was awesome. Dude, oh, speaking of fireworks, oh. there was some, I, I, w- I walked out on my balcony because I could like hear fireworks. I could hear, well, I could hear some loud popping. And I walked out on my porch and I heard one go, I'm like, that's a awfully gun sounding firework. But Did someone just popping them off? Oh, I, that's, that's probably new technology in fireworks. They got these new ones that just pop off rapid fire. But I go to work and Wayne, my crew chief, he lives, I don't know if he lives on the lake or near the lake, whatever. But he's, he, I walked in and he's in the middle of a story talking about, yeah, those cops flying in, flying into this place. And I kind of listened to the rest of the story. I was like, was someone shooting a gun on Lake Norman last night? He's like, yeah, <laughs> someone was. And I was like, I knew those didn't sound like fireworks. I can do you one better. I felt like I was in, damn, I don't even know. I can do you one better. I'm scrolling through Twitter today. And... I come across this post. It's like, uh, burglar on the run in Charlotte. And this was like, I don't know, 1.30, 2 o'clock. I'm like, hmm, this looks interesting. I clicked on it. Uh, 
this dude had been on the run, like full on police chase for 45 minutes at this point. Damn. He had already stolen two vehicles. Got that. So I turned, I, I turned on the newscast on my, on my computer. Cause I, I have split screen so I can put it on one and work on the other. This dude, we need to get him in NASCAR. I mean, he's going to jail for a long time now, but this guy was a damn shoe. He's driving on sidewalks. Is he the guy that he did his chase end with him running into a car on the oncoming lane? I saw some highlight on Twitter of that. I didn't know. Was it a black car? Black SUV? He ran into a white car in the oncoming lane. Oh, no, that was the second car. So he, no, that was the third car. So he broke into someone's house, stole a bunch of stuff. Going after that? I'll I'll get there. He broke into someone's house, then stole their Jeep. So this was in the first 20 minutes. I turned it on. He was driving a white Silverado, like a 2001 Silverado with a right rear flat. And so that was car number two. I don't know what happened between the Jeep and car number two. But um, an Uber driver had parked her car, left the keys in it running at a Walmart because she was doing Uber food, whatever. So he stops his truck, opens her door, gets in the car, bolts it. Car number three. He's just mobbing this thing, going about 60, 70 miles down, miles an hour, down a road, gets to the intersection, absolutely destroys another car goes firewall deep yes how did and without a beat this guy pops out of the car and for some reason goes and pulls the person out of the car he just hit well another person got out of her black suv to check on that person dude gets in her car and it was I still don't know at this point in time if there was another person in that car. There was definitely another person in the Chevy that he basically was holding hostage, I guess. Um, but then he steals this black SUV and mobs around for another hour, 15 minutes. Oh, my God. He was on the run for two hours. And he... I need to make a movie about this guy. And he was just like ducking and weaving. And then he had been on the TV for so long that people are starting to recognize the vehicle. So this dude in like a 2007 Toyota I saw, Tundra. I saw that highlight too. <laughs> starts ramming this guy in this Infinity, and he he put his own car out of service because he rammed him so many times and rammed him so hard it must have punctured the radiator. It blew the radiator, and out he of her. blew his truck up. <laughs> because like when we're, we're watching this in real time, and we're like, oh look, this is just an off-duty police officer. Nope. Just some vigilante trying to get some swift justice. You needed Harry Hogg to tell him that he's going to put the bumper through the radiator and knock him out of the whole race. <laughs> but uh, it did come to an end. He was going about 70 through an intersection and an unfortunate he T-boned a truck. Oh. And uh, he thought about running. Like, he took one hard step out of the SUV. And then fell. No, he didn't fall. And then he just threw his hands up and the police got him. But, Dang. Man. Uh, he's either on serious drugs or he's pretty smart. I mean, not to credit this guy, but to get out of the car and then check on the other person to make the other person think, okay, I can get out of my car and check on him. It was wild. That's either really big brain or really lucky. And, I mean, he... Or he's on a lot of drugs. He entertained my afternoon at work. Because to be able to t- do that hit to the car on the other side of the intersection head on... Oh, dude, it was... Oh, my gosh. It was... Did you see that uh, that Mazda MX-5 collision? At Road, At Road America? America? Yeah, that was, was It was the same. Yeah. It was exactly the same. Car sitting, stationary. Another car comes at 80, 90 miles an hour. Bam. Yeah, that was... I mean, that was... Because it, like, fire... Like, in firewall deep is not an exaggeration. Both cars were firewall deep. Yeah. It was nuts. Those things were just expensive paperweights. Yeah, that was... I can't believe he kept going after that. I thought that was the end of it. And then I did see the guy, somebody tweeted, like, now now a person's chasing him. Yeah, it was wild. Because we're all just sitting there, like, I started watching. I'm like, hey, guys, come look at this. And then by the end of it, there was four of us watching. Not cheering the guy on, but we're like, oh, my God, where's he going to go next? What's he going to do now? Yeah, because we thought, the dude never made it to, like, an interstate or anything. Like, he was just mobbing around. He almost, I, he almost makes you wonder if he's just having a good old time. Yeah. He, he knew would, he was going to jail. He was driving through residential neighborhoods. 
Like he drove into a, a high school parking lot and then somehow got out back onto the road. <laughs> like I, I, there was no rhyme or reason where this guy was going. I wish there was like a, a section of the police where you were a car chasing guy. Cause I would take up that job during the week. Uh, I know California state patrol has like special pursuit vehicles, but do they have pursuit drivers? Do they got, do they got, do they got some wheel. Well, I'm sure there? if they got specific cars, they have specific drivers. It's like the top gun system of, yeah. of car chasing. Fun fact about top gun. It's not in California. It's in Nevada. The, what do you mean? The actual Top Gun Academy. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it's in. Is it at Nellis? No, it's somewhere like, like there's a no 51-ish. there's a no fly zone, in northern Nevada, okay. for any commercial flights. Hmm. Yeah. Things that make you say hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I I saw that car chase and I was like, sure this I was like I saw that and I'm like damn that sucks that guy's done. Little did I know. Hopped no. out, checked on the person, and then <laughs> just took somebody else's car. Just, it was straight up real life Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Just dude, just playing GTA out there, just trying I, to see how many stars he can get. It did not look like he had any weapons. So he's just this guy had to be on some serious drugs. Just raw dog in life. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Well, I think he had some extra stuff, but no, I mean he he definitely I think was on drugs. Hundred percent. Just to, to to be able to get out of that car after that collision. And well, once they got him out of the last vehicle, you could see his whole arm was covered in blood. Yeah, well, so he had been flying high, and then it was coming down. I was like, all right, it's time to stop. Probably. That's crazy. You don't see very many car chases anymore, much less goaded ones. Dude, it was awesome. Like it sucks to give this guy credit, but that does sound pretty like it made it made my afternoon. Ron Burgundy would have had a field day. It made my afternoon livable. Yeah. Because like I said, we're at that unfortunate part of the year where we're all just like, I'm over this season already, but it's like we have just hit halfway. Yeah. And there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Like, this is the part of the season where everyone drops the, I'm just living the dream. Honestly, I'm happy that we're not that far through because I haven't had very good luck. So I'm like... I've been like dreading I'm like, man, we're like running out of races, but I'm like, oh, we're just halfway. So Yeah, you got what? Sixteen more or so to go. Six more races until playoffs. Is there any chance you get in the playoffs? I gotta win. It's possible. We'll see. Atlanta this weekend, baby. Anything's possible. I've That's been call- I've been I've been telling people I'm gonna win this weekend. I have no re- rhyme or reason why, but I've been saying that. Yeah, it's a positive mindset. Yeah. Bristol though. That's when I got. That's that's when a, you got circled on the calendar. As they say on TV, that's when I got circled on the calendar. I've always been pretty decent there, so I'm kind of pumped to go there. And uh, with Johnny's cars, I think I'll be good. Got that extra horse pressure that I'm used to having there. Yeah, let's hope the rear end stays in it this time. Yeah, hopefully the truck arms don't break. Did you see uh, who they who Mike got for New Hampshire? I saw they got somebody. Bobby McCartney or Bobby McCarty? Bobby McCarty. Who's that? I heard He's that He's won like multiple cars tour championships. Late model stock guy. Hmm. Bobby I McCarty. just thought it was weird. Hey, they, very random. I would New think, Hampshire of all places. Yeah. I would. Well, I mean, if you're trying to get a NASCAR license. Yeah, I guess. You're really only approved in the next couple weeks. You're only approved for New Hampshire. Hampshire's a tough place, though. Yeah, but it's flat. That's why it's tough. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, odds are you're only going 130 into the corner. Mm. You back it in. People hit hard at New Hampshire, dude. Yeah. You see the modified racks there? Well, I mean, that's a different car. That's they a, have way more grip than you. That's a bucket list race for me. Oh, you want to be in? That's like their Daytona 500. I know. I'm gonna run. I want to run the Tommy Baldwin 7 NY. I, I just got to talk them into it. Hey, Tommy, let me run your car. Have you ever even driven a modified before? <laughs> Chest hair just flowing <laughs> in the breeze. NASCAR has Tommy Baldwin. Have you ever seen that video? Yeah. Where he's like, he's on case. He's case Kane's crew chief, I think, and he's trying to fight somebody. Mm-hmm. NASCAR has Tommy Baldwin. <laughs> Everything is de-escalating. And he's just yelling, 
every, chest hair out. Every he's, he's swear got, word in the book. He's got a fire suit on with it zipped down, no shirt on. Yep. He's what Noah wanted to look like. Tommy Ball. He's just an American badass. Yeah. That's how I rep every Xfinity race. On it, me too. And I, it, I haven't worn a shirt under my face. And it, it in, bit oh, me. Sometime. It bit me at Nashville. Did you catch on fire? No, I spilled gas on my neck. And it ran down my chest hair and fried a couple. Because that stuff burns. Race fuel does burn. Like, I had a, I had like a welt Dude, on, my, I used to, on my neck. I used to clean, like, crush panels and stuff with race gas. Like, I just drained it out, put it on a rag. By the time I'd be done, I had rocks for hands. Like, just, like, if you think, like, lacquer thinner dries your hands out, brake clean dries your hands out, no. Race fuel does. American ethanol, Sunoco, literally, like, your hands crunch when you, like, make a fist. It And it hurts for day. Like, if you have any sort of cut in your hand, incredible pain. 100%. It's like this right here on my freaking wrist, dude. I was making a fire bottle mount fit because it didn't fit. It was for a smaller neck on a fire bottle. And I had a barrel sander. I'm in there grinding away, grinding away. It's stupid. I have, I'm holding the piece of my hand. Jumps, barrel center straight to the wrist. I'm really bad about that. It doesn't hurt as much as you'd think, though. Like, taking a grinding disc to the hand. Painful. It, it hurts, but not as bad as you think. Like, it, it just burns. It's like, it's spinning so fast, it's like it just melts it all over. But, damn, Winnie's giving you a menacing look right now. Yeah, I'm just thinking. guy. She's like, I want to get out of here. Well, what else can we talk about? Atlanta? Not much. We already talked about it. Entry list. <laughs> Possible carnage. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. That's got to wrap it up. Winnie's ready to go. Yeah, she's hungry. She hasn't ate yet. So, tonight. that'll do it for Wheelman of Genius. We'll see you at Atlanta, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Make sure to leave a five-star review and smash that freaking like button. <laughs> See y'all later. (laughs) Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyInd.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, Ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.